At death, in order for you to preserve your identity, you must know yourself, your true self, and then let go. On that island dwells all that remains unconquered. What in your existence some call evil, otherwise known as fear. All which must be finally overcome before the journey can be taken. Free yourself, you must. A Jedi Master, I am. Know all that dwells within, I do. Mastered my weaknesses and conquered my fears, I have. Have you? It's time for Send in the Clones! Join your hosts, Buto and Robbie, on an epic journey through a galaxy far, far away as they follow the escapades of Anakin Skywalker and the Jedi Knights with the clone army of the Republic in their struggle against Count Dooku and the droid army of the evil Separatists. So step in and prepare for adventure because it's time to send in the clones! In this episode... Yoda arrives on a mysterious planet, rich with life and strong with the Force. There, the veteran Jedi Master meets forced priestesses who test him in ways he has never been tested before. Hey, troops, it's your old buddy Pucho. Clone Wars Rocky on my first ever watch of the Clone Wars and next to me in the dropship. He's a Clone Wars veteran on his third ever watch of the Clone Wars. He's the serenity to my Yoda. It's your trusty bear, Robbie. How's it going, everyone? We are going to talk about the one... 120th episode in the StarWars.com Clone Wars chronology written by Christian Taylor who also wrote the Clovis arc from earlier in the season, Robbie, by the way. So we were hard on those episodes, so I think we might want to make sure that we highlight that he's also the writer of this four-episode arc at the end of the season, of which you are a big fan, Robbie, in which, spoiler alert, I've seen the last episode as well, Robbie. I've seen both of these. And I like both of them. Oh boy. Don't tell everyone else yet. I don't want to spoil everyone, but I like both of them. And it's season six, episode 12, directed by Kyle Dunleavy, and it's called Destiny. So, Robbie, let's roll out with you letting us know what you remembered about Destiny before you rewatched it again this week. Well, I mean, yeah, I remembered everything about this. It's strange that there's, like, I don't have a lot of notes for this episode, but. I guess it's just because I've seen it so many times and I know it so well. I just really love the idea of, I mean, we've talked about this briefly, you know, on other shows where we were, you know, we're talking about almost where the force has a will. It's something that I've, I really like. So, I mean, this is kind of that introduction of that idea. You know, the force has a, a personality or I should say sides of its own personality. And then I love the, uh, basically Yoda fighting his dark side. This is the kind of stuff that I really, really dig. I mean, it's, you know, one of my favorite scenes of all of Star Wars is when Yoda is describing the Force and, and, and talking about the Force and what it means to be a Jedi isn't to be a warrior. It's that you know how to fight the dark side when you're at peace and when you're passive and when you, you know, it's that's the kind of stuff that I love. So, of course, I was going to love an episode like this. Well, this episode opens with Master Yoda and R2 arriving at the mysterious planet that Qui-Gon had told Yoda about. And after leaving R2 on the surface and descending inside the planet, Master Yoda finds himself in a wondrous and wild and magical place. And it's teeming with life with both flora and fauna. And we find ourselves somewhere which is vastly more visually and thematically compelling than a certain other 
mysterious force realm that we visited a while back, Robbie. And there, in that wondrous <laughs> realm, Yoda meets a strange floating being who introduces Yoda to a bunch of other strange floating things, each of whom seem to represent one of the five emotions. And after those five floaty beings have a little powwow about this new arrival, the main one, Serenity, guides Master Yoda to a place in which he will take a test. And the first note I had in this part of the episode, Robbie, is that Kevin Kiner brings back the didgeridoo. Yep. I think the first time we've heard any didge since episode 101 Ambush, which is obviously the first episode in the Clone Wars and the fifth episode in the chronology. And another note I've got here is that making Yoda all buddy-buddy with R2 in this arc, it now makes their meeting in Empire Strikes Back kind of sad. Because they went through all this epic journey together, and yet when Luke brings R2 to Dagobah and Empire Strikes Back, Master Yoda doesn't even remember R2. And another note I've got here is that the floaty, glowing, soft voice Priestess Serenity reminded me at first of Mr. Burns in the Springfield Files episode of The Simpsons when he's all glowy and has that sort of high soft voice, which is where Homer thinks Mr. Burns is an alien. And the last note on this section, Serenity tells the other priestess is that Yoda's destiny is to teach one who will save the universe from a great imbalance, confirming once and for all that Luke and not Anakin is to be the one that brings balance to the force, Robbie. So I'm a fan of that. So how, how did you like this first part of the episode? Well, I mean, this I, again, this is the kind of stuff that I really dig. One thing about the R2 thing is something that I've wondered about, of course, you know, over the years. It's one of those things where I kind of feel like, just like Obi-Wan, acts like he doesn't recognize R2 and doesn't know who R2 is. To me, it feels almost disingenuous to do that. R2 is kind of one of the main characters, right? So the idea that he's continually being forgotten by some of the most powerful Jedi ever kind of makes you a little sad, but I don't think that's what it is. I, I honestly think that it's R2 is partly playing the game you know at least that's just my take on it sure i find it very very hard to believe that obi-wan and yoda would not remember r2 i I just can't believe that so for me it's part of the game you know sure so like when yoda is smacking r2 telling him to give him the lamp you know i I feel like that's part of the game you know so that's just that's it's my take on it but fair enough i also love i mean if you look at the way that yoda it's one of those things where it it almost makes me tear up a little bit just because it's so it's it seems so sweet. The way that Yoda almost caresses R2 like a friend and he's like he's like no, you have to wait here. There's something about it. I just uh I don't know, it does something. Yeah, I get what you're saying. To me, you know, it's just like ah, uh, it's it's so good and it also makes you even more sad knowing that throughout the the prequels really, the Jedi have been a failure. You know, they've that's what the Clone Wars has really pointed out, at least to me. Yeah. Is that there's a, a lack of foresight on the Jedi's part and a uh, such a strict belief or a strict adherence to dogma that they have failed all the way through it. You know, the way that they treated Ahsoka, the way that... I mean, there's so many, there's so many different things. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to point out every failure they had, but, but to see Yoda being open to these ideas and... To be willing to, or I, I guess willing to, I guess examine his own mindset and say, okay, it's time for me to be a student again. I love that. You know, I love the way that this plays out. It's just, it's beautiful stuff. 
It sure is, Robbie. And you know what else is beautiful stuff? It's these puffy, floaty, bouncy islands yeah. in the next part of the episode where the priestess Serenity leads Master Yoda across this series of kind of mushroomy, jellyfishy islands. And Yoda bounces across to this larger island, which Serenity says will test whether Yoda knows himself because in order to preserve one's identity at death, one must know oneself. And then... One must let go of that self, and so that's what Master Yoda is doing in Return of the Jedi when he dies. It's going to make that scene play differently to me when I watch it again, because I'll, I guess I'll know what's going on. And then we learn from Serenity that this test itself will bring Master Yoda to confront the evil, aka the fear which dwells within him and which remains unconquered. But Master Yoda tells Serenity that, duh, the Jedi Master I am already mastered these weaknesses I have, conquered these fears I have, but nevertheless, the test he must take, and so bounce to the island Master Yoda does, and there he confronts Gola, I mean he confronts a creature he eventually comes to recognize as his own dark side, and after a bout of fisticuffs, Master Yoda recognizes and rejects his dark side, and then Serenity returns and tells Master Yoda that what he had faced was a reflection of his own hubris and that the evil within us all even jedi masters cannot be denied because denial gives evil power and instead it must be reckoned with and i guess consciously rejected and because master yoda has now successfully done this he can proceed to the next stage to take on the temptations who will soon discover are not the same temptations as the ones who sang my girl but i love these puffy bouncy islands that's my first note on this section I also enjoyed Master Yoda's scrap with his own dark side. It maybe wasn't the best battle we've ever seen on the show, but it was fun and it looked really amazing. The effect of the dark side Yoda was just striking to look at, especially that one side-on shot of Master Yoda standing on that massive fallen log and he's force-holding his own darkness at bay with black smoke sort of streaming off the dark side creature as they battle. And, spoiler alert, this is the shot I've selected as my standout shot of the episode, Robbie, so that's done <laughs> and my third note is i really like the lesson it's a particular lesson i think about myself a fair bit because it relates to so many things in the real world and in fact funnily enough just last week robbie i was listening to a podcast interview with american punk legend steve albini in which he was talking about this very thing and about how punk rock had been the path that he walked to learn a lot of important lessons like this one and not only that he also talked about how punk had taught him the humility which allowed him to be the best recording engineer that he could be, you know, for other bands. So basically what I'm saying is that punk rock is the Jedi way, Robbie, and that Steve Albini is basically Yoda. But no, I just thought this was a fun coincidence that I happened to listen to that interview this week. And also we got these episodes dealing with the Jedi way this week, and it's just funny how the Force guides us sometimes, I guess, Robbie. But enough of my yabbering. How I know you love these final three episodes of season six, so why don't I shut up and get out of the way? You tell us your thoughts on Master Yoda meeting his own dark side in this middle act of destiny. Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, this is could be one of those things that people might look at and say, you know, that's that's pretty sad, Rob. That's, that's pretty sad for you to say. But for me, Yoda has always been sort of my mentor through my life. You know, Yoda was one of the, like I said, as I've mentioned before, Empire Strikes Back was one of my first vivid memories. So Yoda was kind of like my, uh, my guy. You know, throughout my life, it's the ideas that are presented there were very, very important to me. So this is a another confirmation of sort of a lot of those things, you know, that I've 
kind of taken to heart my whole life. It's it's in order for you to be able to love yourself, in order for you to be able to love others, you have to know yourself and you have to know your limitations and you have to be honest with yourself. I don't know, this is just one of those metaphorical type things, but being able to sit in a room and be honest with yourself and know where your limitations are and know your own faults with humility and then to be able to move forward with those ideas and that kind of honesty with yourself it's done great things for me in my in my journey i'm nowhere near where i want to be but i know that you know it's one of those things that for me it's always been important to me to be honest with myself and to know where where my faults are because we all put that face on sure. to the wide world out there but to know that at the end of the day i i know who i am I think that's a a very, very important lesson here. And it's something that I just philosophically, I find it's very, very appealing. And I just love it. I mean, I don't literally battle my dark side all the time, but it's one of those things that it's, I think it's a very, very important lesson. And to be able to teach kids this is, I mean, I, I don't know how effective it is for a little kid to be able to see something like this or to say somebody, say maybe in their teens or something like that. I'm not sure if how effective the execution of it is, but at least for me, it's very, very welcome to see this kind of thing presented because I think it's, you know, especially with this day and age that we're in of Twitter and of presenting yourself in certain ways and all that kind of thing, I, I think it's a, an important lesson. It sure is, Robbie. I always value the lesson that everyone, even a Jedi Master, still has some of the dark side in himself, and you can't deny it. You have to reckon with it and constantly be conscious of it because like the episode tells us if you try and deny it that's when the evil wins and so we move into this final act of the episode Robbie Master Yoda must enter the valley of extinction where his ability to master his emotion and reject attachment will be tested and in the valley of extinction Yoda finds death he finds Mace dead he finds little Petro dead and he finds Snips Robbie he finds our favorite Tegruton Ahsoka Tano and she's dying and then as she dies, she tells Yoda that the Sith done wasted them all. And then little Katuni promises to take Master Yoda away to a place of no pain and no sadness. And lo and behold, she takes him back to the Jedi Temple where Mace and Ahsoka and Qui-Gon and Adi Galea are alive. And everyone is happy and at peace, including Count Dooku. But it's too good to be true, of course. And Yoda realizes... That if it seems too good to be true, then it probably is, so he rejects the illusion and he pops out onto a beach where the priestesses tell Yoda that he has passed that test too, but that he must take one more test, the ultimate test. He will travel to Moraban, dun dun dun, the ancient Sith homeworld. And so the episode closes with Master Yoda flying his ship back up to the surface to pick up R2 and jet off to his ultimate challenge on Moraband. And I've already rambled far too long about the second act, Robbie, so I only have one note here. I miss Snips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't already feel the loss of Ahsoka in these episodes in the, in the sixth season, yeah, you, it really kind of hammers you over the head with it, you know, in this section for sure. And it's one of those weird things is that when Katuni comes up and, you know, offers him, if you don't want to feel any pain, you know, take my hand and all this stuff. And I'm sitting there going, no, 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 don't take, don't take it. Don't take it. So I, th- I think it's part of the, the lesson, but it's really just part of the way the test kind of flows through and all that. And, and seeing everyone there kind of under the tree, I'm like, I'm sitting there wondering, well, is this like a, 
like, is this like picture day? Is, it, is <laughs> that what's going on here? I don't, I don't know what's going on, you know, but it is very effective to see them all together like that. And uh, it's just a beautiful test. And to see him reject it and to know that you can't be 100% healed, I, I guess, is maybe the lesson. And that uh, the truth is, is better than lies. I mean, I'm not exactly clear on on the lesson they're trying to teach him here. But maybe it is just that, you know, that attachment is... You have to allow yourself to be a little less attached. Because I think, I think that's the lesson that we've learned through Star Wars, you know, through the Skywalker saga, is that maybe attachment isn't 100% forbidden, but it's when it you allow it to, you know, cloud your, your judgment, I think is where we get into issues, right? So... I don't know. I, I really, really enjoyed this. I mean, it, it, for me, I, I think the the crown jewel of is is him fighting himself, but or his dark side. But uh, yeah, this is just a, a. It's very poetic. It's very introspective, and I, I guess that's why I enjoy it so much. And to see somebody like Yoda, that's that's such a we all look at as one of the most powerful Jedi. To see him be the student, you know, again, and to learn every single step of the way he's learning something it's cool to see and it's just uh this whole episode holds a special place or this whole arc holds a special place in my heart for that reason well speaking of things that are cool to see robbie i have given away my standout shot of the episode what was your favorite shot of destiny well i assume that you meant him standing on the log where they're kind of on opposite sides of the screen yeah you got it that's my shot too like there's so many beautiful shots in this episode i mean I don't know what this planet is called, but yeah, just the uh, the arrival really, really looked just beautiful, you know? Yeah. The way that when Serenity bounces on the ground and, and flowers and growth, I guess, life sprouts from the ground as her feet touch it. It's just some beautiful stuff here and some beautiful imagery here. And yeah, I even enjoyed uh, his Super Mario right. uh, <laughs> section where he's, he's doing his little jumps and stuff. I mean, it's... Uh, it looks so fun. It looks like it'll be so fun to be there and just bounce across those trampoline pod mushroom things. But it, it's a very beautiful, striking episode. But yeah, I mean, that, that shot was so cool of him holding, <laughs> like you said, uh, Yoda Gollum at bay. <laughs> so fun. It sure is, Robbie. And before we bring this one in for landing, we need to sum up. We need to give our ratings. So after your latest watch of Destiny... How did you like him? Where does Destiny sit on that four-star Robbie scale? Well, I mean, I have to do it. It's another four out of four for me. And this is, again, one of my favorite episodes. I actually like this one more than the previous one, even though, to me, that I feel like there's not as much little character interactions that I just love. But uh, this one is just... Uh, I love the ideas presented here. So, yeah, it's one of the top ones. Yeah, I thought it was a really fun episode too. It looks amazing, like you said, and Kim and Connor's music, not just the didgeridoo parts, but throughout, it's just, it's really splendid. I don't know, I've given it nine bouncy mushroom jellyfish islands out of ten, and that's mission accomplished for season six, episode 12, Destiny. So, Robbie, won't you please let the troops out there know what are our communications channels? Of course, we are Bucho and Robbie at Gmail, Twitter, and Instagram. That's B U C H O A N D. R-O-B-B-Y. Yes, sir. And of course, the troops can join us again next time for the 121st episode in the StarWars.com Clone Wars chronology, the ultimate episode, Robbie. Season 6, episode 13, Sacrifice. And until then, this is your old buddy, Bucho, alongside your trusty pal, Robbie, 
we are out. Remember, you can support Sending the Clothes for free simply by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes or any other podcast platform, and Bucho and Robbie will read the review on a future feedback episode. And speaking of feedback episodes, you can also send either a text or an audio message of 60 seconds or less to Bucho and Robbie at gmail.com. May the force be with you. Hello, my friend. No, no. One more place to visit we have. A strange place I have come from, but finished not what I came for. Set a course for Moraban. Yes, brave we must be. The worst, I fear, is yet to come.